This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, May 19th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins. I'm joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing? I'm a little under the weather, but I'll, I'll hold together. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Uh, starting today, I'm headed to the coast with uh, my mom and some relatives, so... Nice. Uh, after this episode, gonna get ready for that. Next couple episodes will be uh, guest hosted by Paul Spore for Wednesday and Thursday, helping us while I'm out of town. But I'm doing okay. We're gonna look at some DFS picks for today, Tuesday the nineteenth. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started on that. Starting at catcher for me, uh, there were three guys that stuck out that I liked specifically um, in the early games. Uh, I really like the Blue Jays stack against Hector Santiago. I like Hector Santiago. I think he's a pretty solid pitcher. So I don't love the stack. Um, I think he's pretty decent. But that said, uh, he is left-handed. And there's all those uh, righties in the Blue Jays stack. Uh, starting with Russell Martin. And Russell Martin likes to hit lefties. It's a good lineup to be in the drive-in guys. So I think Russell Martin could do just fine. I also like, if he's a catcher in your uh, in your format, depending on where you play, Carlos Santana gets to uh, go to Chicago and get Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana is just a pitcher I used to really like, but has struggled this year. Um, he's looked better recently, but I still think that Carlos Santana can go ahead and uh, do okay against him. Um, I like Santana as a catcher or first baseman. And then uh, Stephen Vogt continues to be good, and he gets a right-hander in Roberto Hernandez. And he'll cost you, but Roberto Hernandez is not that good. So I think that's a good place for him to go hit. So uh, those are the three catchers that really stuck out to me. Were there any others that uh, that you liked, Brad? I also picked out three, and actually Martin's the only guy we have in common. Thought vote was just a little too expensive for sure. the play in Houston today. It's still, you know, perfectly viable pick. He's a good hitter. Uh, he's against a pretty mediocre pitcher. You can't really ask for too much more than that. Uh, Martin, obviously, anytime those Blue Jays are against the lefty, and I agree with you, Hector Santiago is a decent pitcher, but, you know, Blue Jays lefty, it's just juicy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other guys I picked out, uh, a little cheaper, not really playing too well. Those being uh, Yadi Molina and uh, Mike Zunino, okay. and they're both they're really value picks. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're not going to, or at least we shouldn't expect them to really, you know, save the day uh, and really carry your offense. Uh, Molina's going to be up against John Nice, who's fine. Uh, again, uh, hope the platoon advantage, uh, and Zunino's up against uh, Miguel Gonzalez, who has a bit of a home run problem. Yeah, uh, I like Zunino a little more against lefties, but like you said, mm-hmm. value pick has some pop, won't cost you much. No reason he can't hit a home run, so uh, I don't mind that at all. Especially yeah, if you I, go, I, I don't you feel great cheap, about it or anything. It's just a, it's an option if you're trying to get out of there cheap. Yeah, I I like Zunino as that kind of guy, you know, a catcher with some undeniable pop. You know, boomer bust at the position. Next up is first base. I had plenty more names. Uh, Chris Davis gets Taiwan Walker, who, I wish Taiwan Walker would live up to his potential already, but we certainly haven't seen it yet. A 7-2-2 ERA this year, a little bit better recently, but not a guy to avoid in terms of streaming. 
and Chris Davis could do fine against him. Mark Tachera gets Gio Gonzalez. Tachera actually tends to be a little bit better against lefties, so that's good for him. Gio Gonzalez is also a guy I expect a little bit more from, but uh, he has this down years and one five four whip so far this year. And so Tachera could do fine there. Edwin Encarnacion will be a big part of that Blue Jays stack against uh, against Hector Santiago. And there's no reason, if you want to spend the money and go big at first base, there's no reason not to like him. Freddie Freeman gets Erasmo the Eraser Ramirez, uh, a player that Matt and I used to really like, but also has not really gotten it together. For, he showed flashes of having it in previous years, but never really mm-hmm. put it together, and uh, certainly hasn't this year. He's had short outings, he's been not great, so Freddie Freeman could... Do well against him, and then uh, also the race bullpen if they go to it early. Or a mop-up guy, who knows, depending on how things go. My cheap pick at first base I like is uh, Mark Reynolds. It's First base is not really a position I like to go cheap at in terms of uh, getting a fill-in. That said, Mark Reynolds has been fine this year. And the Cardinals get John Neese, and lefty is when Mark Reynolds is most likely to uh, get some playing time. So... I like uh, him as an option. I'm more likely to spend some money at first base, but I don't think he'd be crazy to to try him. I don't know. What do you think of Mark Reynolds, Brad? Uh, you, you know, I've kind of until he show, he's got to show a lot more for me to start including him in my plans again. He's so strikeout prone, so mm-hmm. fluky at the plate that I don't know. You, you can definitely get by with using him some days. I think Nice might be just a little too good for me to. I uh, want to use him against him, but it's, again, it's another pick that, you know, perfectly viable play. It's just not for me. Yeah, I I think he's worth mentioning just because he gets a lefty, but I don't know that I'm going to pick him in any stacks. A few other first basemen I liked are, uh, I mentioned Carlos Santana, even as a first baseman, I like him. Joey Votto gets Jordano Ventura. I think he's very capable of handling him. Matt and I talked about Max Muncie. I, mm-hmm. I wrote Max Muncie with a question mark. Like, I'm Ron Burgundy? Like, uh, <laughs> Max Muncie? Uh, he's the guy that's going to get some playing time. Uh, most importantly, he gets to go to Houston and gets Roberto Hernandez. Another cheap option, but again, I would prefer more uh, a guy like Adrian Gonzalez. Even though it's San Francisco, it's not a great park. It's Tim Hudson, who was good last year for sure, but has not been nearly as solid this year. I don't know. Do you like Max Muncy at all? Uh, I don't really know enough about him to have really strong opinions. Uh, at this point, I probably uh, kind of in a wait-and-see mode with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, if there's a stack that I'm going after with the A's, then uh, I'm a lot more inclined to use him. Yeah, he's definitely going to be under the radar and cheap. But mm-hmm. again, at first base, I'd rather spend the money and go Encarnacion or Freeman or Adrian or something. Uh, that was a lot of first baseman. Did I miss any that you actually liked? <laughs> There's a couple, actually. It's okay. a very deep day for first base. I had to truncate myself at eight names. And there's definitely more that I like, including some that you mentioned. Uh, I do like Anthony Rizzo. He's up against James Shields. And mm-hmm. Shields is a good pitcher. We all know that. But he's also, uh, you know, gives up his share of home runs. And... You know, the Padres Park actually isn't bad for left-handed power, so it could work out all right for him. Certainly not as exciting as the Encarnacion play. Uh, 
I do like Freeman a lot against uh, Erasmo Ramirez. I just wish there was more Braves that I could like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, <laughs> I picked lineup. out a couple, but you know, it's it's an ugly little group of guys. Picked out Ryan Howard at uh, Coors Field. You know, it's huge ballpark, uh, generates a lot of power there. He's up against Chad Bettis, who's just you know not really anything to worry about. Yeah, and you know Howard's a shadow of his former self, but at the same time. You got a really good situation with him, and he's cheap. I also wrote down Philadelphia at Chad Bettis with mm-hmm. more question marks because what? Do yeah. You, every time I see, oh, that's a good matchup. Oh wait, who the heck can I pick out of the Philadelphia lineup? It's it's a shallow group. I I got a couple names listed here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went with it as a stack last night, trying to be tricky, and didn't work. Uh, more yeah. didn't work because I didn't pick Corey Kluber. If I had, then I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the the solution to last night's uh, game. Is just pick Corey Kluber, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's Let's a, see who it's else a do tough I have. lineup to draw from, though. Even you know, I, I like I agree with Ryan Howard. Unfortunately, I again I like to spend my money at first base sometimes, mm-hmm. but he could do fine. He can still better fantasy player than real life player kind of a yeah, very absolutely. troubled real life player but uh certainly has I, power you know i'm still surprised that they're giving him as many reps as they are yeah uh, at they some are. point they're gonna ratchet it down a bit mm-hmm. uh, another name i picked out for first base uh, adam lind against uh Annabelle sanchez sure and we know sanchez has home run problems this year specifically uh so i don't know i it's he's a cheaper pick Again, I'd probably prefer to go with Encarnacion, Aegon, you know, someone more expensive. Mm-hmm. All right. At second base, uh, Robinson Cano gets Miguel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that at all if you like this Mariner stack. Uh, Neil Walker gets Ricky Nolasco. Neil Walker is a switch hitter, but he likes it. Right, he's a little more Ricky Nolasco. It's not great. We said that last time out, and Ricky Nolasco was great. Look in here at the game log. Five and a third scoreless, but I don't care. Uh, actually, <laughs> not scoreless. Uh, two runs, but they weren't earned. Still, I don't care. You know, Ricky Nolasco is a guy to stream against for sure. Even if he burns you sometimes, I, Neil Walker could do just fine. Uh, if you went in some of those pirate hitters, and he's a decent second base option. Uh, I like Devin Travis, but he's been day to day recently, so you'd have to make right. sure that he is in the lineup. But more of that Blue Jays stack. Uh, he's an option at second base. And then you'd pay the money, but D. Gordon gets Jeremy Hellickson. D. Gordon just continues to hit. If you're a D. Gordon guy, you know, he's at home. He gets Hellickson, who's by no means overpowering. No reason not to like him. So he's worth mentioning also. Any other second baseman that uh, I miss on you? Uh, I have Brian Dozier, who's going to be drawing Francisco Liriano. That's right. It's yeah. not... As good as the usual Dozier versus a lefty matchup, yeah. simply because Liriano's a good pitcher. But mm-hmm. at the same time, anytime Dozier has a lefty, it's something to look at and think about. A couple other names I had listed, uh, Chase Utley over in Coors Field. And he's been absolutely terrible this year. Yeah. Uh, it's all BAPIP, as far as I can tell. He's His contact rates are the same. Swing rates are the same. He's making same quality of contact for the most part, uh, just a less hard hit contact, but you know it's not going to uh, softly hit. It's just medium hit. 
it looks like he's just struggling with the Bat Pip Gods right now, and you know, he's shown a few signs of life in the last few games. I, I'm kind of approaching him as same old Utley, which, you know, definitely not vintage, uh, you know, star second baseman, but somebody you can pick up on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, Utley, like you said, everybody points to all this bad luck, and for sure he's been really quote-unquote unlucky, and he's also been really bad, but part of me is like, man, even if we're a full 50% better, it'd still not be great, you know? <laughs> um, obviously, he's going to turn things around, at least partially, probably quite a bit, but who knows what he's really going to do going, you know, going forward. And a lot of this pick for today is just about Coors Field. It's, there's so much real estate out there for him to drop hits in. I, I think he'll do just fine. He did fine last night. Yeah, uh, against Chad Bettis. Yeah, Chad Bettis is uh, definitely an exploitable pitcher. Yeah, Utley uh, could be cheap for you, you know, so I don't mind that at all. The other name I tabbed, and this is a guy who just kind of baffles me, is uh, Jimmy Parides versus uh, sure. Tywan Walker. And sure. I, I don't really know how he does it, but the guy's been the DFS hero this year. And, you know, it's a good matchup, good ballpark for power. Uh, he's very aggressive at the plate, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll see how it works out. Uh, Walker's probably not the best guy for an aggressive approach, but uh, well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not coming out of nowhere. He used to have some potential as a prospect, right. you know, but definitely nobody expected this. Uh, he disappeared so. for a while. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. So there's some talent there. He's not going to do this forever, but okay. Next up, third base. Uh, more from the Mariners stack. Kyle Seeger gets Miguel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's never really much to say about Kyle Seeger. Just, uh, he's left-handed. He gets a right-hander and it's not an overpowering guy. So he can be fine. Yep. He, uh, he's a solid guy. Just does work. <laughs> yeah. I like to mention Alex Rodriguez every time he gets a left-hander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's fine against, uh, righties, but he's better against lefties. He gets Gio Gonzalez. Uh, I like him and Teixeira. In Washington, I don't know, showing the pop, you know, it's no, A-Rod's an option here in 2015. Josh Donaldson is part of that Blue Jays stack, just another one of those righty mashers, uh, right-handed masher, he hits lefties in the Blue Jays lineup. And then uh, Adrian Beltre gets Wade Miley, who's still trying to figure things out. And Adrian Beltre turning things around a little bit and likes to hit lefties. Wade Miley was good last time out, but I, it doesn't matter, you know. I, I think Wade Miley can be better than he's been, but yeah, it's a good day for Adrian Beltre, especially because he gets to go to Boston to do it, where he'd like to hit when he was a member of the Red Sox. So, um, yeah, any other third baseman for you? You picked uh, the four main ones that I have. Uh, if you're looking for a cheaper option, uh, uh, Danny Valencia, uh, part of that Blue Jays stack. Uh, I assume he'll be in there today. He usually is against lefties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a solid, cheap play if you don't want to go with Donaldson. I can see that, for sure. Good place to uh, save some money. Let's see. That's that's the one thing he does, is hits lefties. Yep. And then it'd be a day for him. And a good snack, too. That's a good under-the-radar option. A shortstop would be, uh, for me, player of the week last week, Brad Miller. It's Miguel Gonzalez. I feel like Brad Miller found out he lost his job and all of a sudden decided to mash everything at the plate. <laughs> I said, I can't beat Chris Taylor, are you kidding me? And then just started swinging for the fences, and it's worked out, uh, at least recently. 
he gets Miguel Gonzalez. You could be playing the hot hand if you're into that. And also just a decent matchup for him. Um, has some pop, has some speed. Elvis Andrews gets Wade Miley. If you like Elvis Andrews and you want to pick him, this is about when you would do it. He's going to Boston. He's getting a, a struggling lefty, you know. But I don't know. It's hard to be that excited about a guy that, if he does anything, hits for an empty average and maybe steals some bases. You know, Elvis Andrews has been a really weird, in my opinion, overrated fantasy guy for a while. Um, that said, his, his DFS price won't be that bad, though. I don't know. Do no, he's cheap Andrews? today. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's had such a weird career trajectory. He's still so young. I, I don't recall exactly how old he is, but, you know, mid twenties. Yeah. And it's it just, it's so strange that the way his career's, uh, proceeded. I would have expected a lot more, uh, growth at some point, uh, in the last couple of years at the plate. Mm. Uh, usually see, uh, these def- defense first, uh, shortstops and catchers, uh, start to come into their own, uh, you know, after five or six seasons. Yeah. Um, it's just never happened with Andrews. But he could do fine today against Wade Miley in Boston, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it wouldn't be excited, but he's an option. Um, I want to like a little more. I like Johnny Peralta when against lefties. I mm-hmm. like Johnny Peralta in general, but lefties is when he's even better, and he has sneaky pop for a shortstop. You know, he's reliable and in an okay lineup. And, yeah, I like Johnny Peralta for sure, and he should bat a little higher against the lefty. And then Matt's favorite, Mike Aviles, gets Jose Quintana. And anytime the Indians face a lefty, they don't have, they have so many lefty bats that you would think that they would be bad against left-handers, but so far they've been better than average against left-handed pitching. And Mike Aviles certainly isn't the reason why, but is a reason why. Uh, he does best against lefties and often, uh, Viable at shortstop and some other positions, so I gotta get Mike Avila's name in there. Quintana's mm-hmm. turning things around a bit, but also not a guy I would avoid right now. Uh, who else do you have at shortstop? Anybody I missed? Yeah, so I also had, uh, Peralta and Avila's, uh, I, I do like Avila's as a, a cheaper option today. Uh, that Indian stack in general against lefties, uh, or I shouldn't say stack, but, uh, the lineup, uh, Mostly those same guys did very poorly last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, with them, I, I'm kind of taking the larger sample. I still expect them to perform poorly against left-handers in general. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a lot you can chain together with Avilas, but he's so cheap that he could be just one of those, I need someone who doesn't cost anything, plug him in kind of guy. Yeah, it's so far so good against lefties, but I'm not sure I'd buy it either. Yeah, I, I mean, he should be solid. He sh- he's a good bet for a hit or two. I don't think he's going to be the hero of the day or anything, but, you know, there, sometimes you need a cheap guy to plug in. A mm-hmm. uh, couple others that I highlighted today, uh, Andrelton Simmons against uh, Rasmo Ramirez. And Simmons has looked a little more like I've expected the last few years. Uh, so I'm mildly hopeful that he's starting to turn a corner at the plate. Uh, he's still not a very exciting hitter by any means, but he, you know, he's getting a job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy I have is, uh, Jung Ho Gung against, uh, Ricky Nolasco, and he doesn't have platoon advantage or anything, but he's playing most days now, and, uh, you know, Nolasco is just someone you can pick on. Yeah, that's a pretty alright, uh, matchup for him. Absolutely. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, and shortstop's also uh, not a bad place to go cheap, also with a guy like Aviles or, or Gung or, you know, even Simmons. I don't mind any of those. And then, okay, outfield. Like a good list of names at outfield. Adam Jones gets Taiwan Walker. That's not the mm-hmm. platoon advantage, but I don't think Adam Jones cares. That's never been a big yeah, thing for him. Doesn't matter for him. <laughs> yeah, on the flip side, same idea, same game. Nelson Cruz gets Miguel mm-hmm. Gonzalez, and Nelson Cruz is just hitting everything. You'll pay for it, but it's still a viable option. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez is not amazing, and it's his old park from last year. He'll be better than hitting in Seattle. Bryce Harper, it's another guy that, these guys that are just hot, you know, he gets Nate Eovaldi, who's not overpowering. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I don't think that it's the best matchup. It's a must pick. And again, you're going to pay full price, but I also don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know. One thing to point out with, uh, Harper on FanDuel, and I don't know about DraftKings, I only prepared on FanDuel today, uh, it costs 6200 which is, Absurd. Just unrosterable. Yeah, so that's, that's probably you're not too picking much. him there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a guy that certainly could do fine, but that money is better spent elsewhere, you know? Yeah, that, that's two players. <laughs> yeah, at that, at that rate, it's hard to, to go with him, you know? We like him, but no, you can do better. Guys like Gregory Polanco gets Ricky in Alaska. Mm-hmm. That's an even worse pitcher and not as good of a hitter, but he could do just fine. And even, uh, Starling Marte. He doesn't have the platoon advantage, but so it's Ricky Nolasco. Yeah, uh, those Pirates whole, whole guys. Pirates offense is uh, just fine today. <laughs> yeah. Jose Bautista gets Hector Santiago. That'll cap off the Blue Jays stack. Cole Calhoun gets Anibal Sanchez. I'm mm-hmm. saying, uh, pardon me, no, it's Aaron, Aaron Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down A Sanchez. <laughs> uh, yeah, both of them are going today. Yeah. Cole Calhoun gets Aaron. And Aaron has actually been really good again. The right-handers so far. The problem is he has not handled left-handed bats at all, which uh, means good things for Cole Calhoun. You know, I almost think I was talking with Matt about this, talking about our streaming contest. Aaron Sanchez has talent, has been super frustrating. Getting the Angels is kind of a good matchup for him because they've been so bad against right-handed right-handers, but yeah, it's way too hard to trust him at all. You know. But, uh, yeah, uh, Cole Calhoun is hopefully the guy that can prop up the Angels offense. I like him. He just might not get a ton of support around him. Kevin Kiermaier gets Mike fulton Kevin Kiermaier hasn't done a lot this year. Not reaching base a ton, but he's at the top of that lineup and could do okay. You know, I like him as a cheap option usually, especially against Fridays. Matt Holiday gets John Neese, one of those right-handed Cardinals bats. No reason he can't lead them against him. Christian Yelich gets Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, Christian Yelich is recovering after a slow start. Not on fire yet, but a solid pick. Jeremy Hellickson's bad. He's not good. Yeah, so. he's... He, I'm not sure he's a major league pitcher Yeah, at not this anymore. Point. We're just too bad. I used to really like yeah. him, but it might be end of the road. And then uh, Jock Peterson, Andre Ethier going to San Francisco. Not a great park, but again, Tim Hudson is not a guy to really avoid so i could see both of them doing just fine jock peterson has been remarkably bad against left-handed pitching which we knew could be a problem heading into you know his early major league career but as long as he's facing a righty you know again most of his bats against righties he does pretty great against them so uh yeah he gets tim hudson 
and Andre Ethier has been pretty serviceable too. What outfielders uh, did you have that I might have missed there? Uh, not too many actually. Uh, I mentioned uh, Giancarlo Stanton has part of that Marlins group against Helixson. Uh, you know, just you know, no platoon advantage or anything, but it's Helixson and Stanton. I'm, mm-hmm. wow. There's a lot of potential for power there, even at Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple other names that you didn't mention. You pretty much tabbed them all. I pulled out uh, Kyle Blanks against uh, Wade Miley at uh, Fenway Park, and that's you know, he's swinging at that green monster. Mm-hmm. He's hitting pretty well right now, and you know he could pick up a couple doubles, maybe even a home run. Yeah, that's a good cheap option. Another guy on the other side of that Boston matchup, uh, Mookie Betts. And he hasn't been quite as good as we expected entering the season. Uh, at the same time, he has uh, power, speed, uh, contact ability. It's all there. It just mm-hmm. hasn't come together in that elite way that we expected. Yeah, he's been hitting the ball hard, too, which helps. Yeah, he's, I, I think good things are going to happen. I'm still trying to pick him up in like every fantasy league I'm in, and it's, yeah. no one's really... Ready to give up yet. Selling right now, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually wrote, uh, I like to put down stacks. I have of guys that might not have the platoon advantage, but still full of, usually it's these right-handed ones, like the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Red Sox, of guys that, not a lot of platoon advantage, but there's a lot of good positions there that could do okay. I wrote Detroit gets Jimmy Nelson. Jimmy Nelson's not quite bad enough that I would pick anyone against him, but... Uh, Detroit could do just fine. And then Boston, yeah, gets Giovanni Gallardo. And it's a lot of righty on righty, but I don't know that that'll matter too bad. And we're trying to come up with a term for it. I've played around with some terms. But what you would call that of just, oh, no, I don't know who to pick at second base, or I don't know who to pick at shortstop. I will just go to this stack and grab somebody. Um, the first term I had for it, uh, I've been playing with calling it spackle. It's then you just kind of fill in the cracks with uh, somebody from this stack, uh, and then we had a listener suggest calling them bookends. And I don't know, I'm still playing with the concept, uh, or at least the name for the concept. But yeah, a stack I like without recommending a specific player would be Tigers versus Jimmy Nelson and those Red Sox, including Mookie Betts against Giovanni Gallardo. Uh, if you pick other guys from that stack, I wouldn't mind it. David Ortiz actually has a platoon advantage. That'd be fine. You know, if you want. Dustin Pedroia or Hanley Ramirez or whatever, they could also do well. So. Alright. Finally, pitchers. I had a few of them. I like, I think there's some sneaky picks here that I actually kind of like. Uh, starting with Jason Hamill gets the Padres and yeah. the thing with there is one, he gets to go to San Diego and two, most of the scary bats in the Padres lineup are right-handed. And Jason Hamill can handle right-handers pretty well, especially when They've he's been, on. Uh... They've been pretty slumpy lately, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I do like the Hamill versus Padres matchup. Yeah. That's one that I'm eyeing as a potential pick for me today. And he won't be that expensive, you know. He'll no, be he's, super he's cheap. just a standard priced guy. Yeah. He could do just fine against an offense that is, I don't want to say overrated, because they definitely have their games that are pretty good, but uh, he should be able to handle them. On the flip side, James Shield gets the Cubs, and not only is he in Petco, but the Cubs like to whiff. I don't oh, think yeah. they're a bad offense, but they like to strike out plenty. And they don't even have Javier Baez, but uh, they like to strike <laughs> out. Uh, so I could see a fairly high floor for James Shields, who's not only usually consistent, but should get a share of strikeouts there. 
Do you like Gio Gonzalez versus the Yankees at all? I know I listened to Shara and A-Rod and how he's not been not great, but they're pretty left-handed. Yeah, I I don't know. Gio Gonzalez is one of those guys who I'm just very wary of picking on any given day. He's mm-hmm. so hit or miss at the plate, or yeah. I mean, at, on the mound and uh, at the plate too. <laughs> uh, he's uh, I I don't really like using him if I can avoid it. There's certainly, you know, small slates where he ends up being the guy I pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he was going against, say, the Indians, who are even more left-handed, I'd be a little more interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, against the Yankees, it's just kind of... It's it's not that I hate him or anything against the Yankees. I, I think it's a viable pick. I yeah. just don't really... Like I said about someone else, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, we can do better. We can do better. Uh, left-hander I like even more and has a better matchup, Francisco Liriano. It's the mm-hmm. Twins. You know, uh, he has to watch out for Brian Dozier and Trevor Bluff. And other than that, there's no real guys to watch out for for a lefty in that Twins lineup. So, I like Francisco Liriano. That's a good matchup for him. And he's at home. Uh, those Pirates pitchers like to pitch at home. Michael Walker gets the Mets. That's not amazing for me, but he's certainly been good and the Mets are... Mets are not bad. They're not a walk over me offense, but no, Michael Walker could okay. stay could stay all right. Uh, it's viable. I don't like it as much. And then Trevor Bauer gets the White Sox, and they've come to life. But he can still pick up plenty of strikeouts. I think they can whiff for him. I think you know, kind of like Shields. There's some strikeout potential there that'll. I don't know. I feel like Bauer doesn't have the same high floor that Shields does, but. He's still, uh, yeah, I like that pick also. I wrote Johnny Cueto at the Royals because we gotta bring it up, you know, when Aces get the Royals. They are not an easy offense to face anymore. Not only do they not strike out, but they're actually hitting. So, I would avoid Johnny Cueto in Kansas City. I think he could do fairly well, but, uh, his ceiling, his potential is not there as much as what you're paying for. So I would not. Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of price. Uh, he's, very good pitcher, just with that lineup in play, he might end up with a seven inning, five strikeout performance or something, a couple runs, and, you know, that's good. Uh, you want that kind of performance usually, but for what you'd be paying, what you'd be giving up on offense might not be worth it. Yeah. And then, uh, Sunny Gray gets the Astros. He's been awesome. He's been as advertised, and right is against the Astros is where you want him. And, uh, Plenty of strikeouts there. So mm-hmm. he's an ace. I, you'll probably play an ace price, but I like that more than Cueto a lot more. Yeah. I had four of those names, uh, Shields, Liriano, Hamill, and Waka. Also mm-hmm. noted, uh, Carlos Frias is a cheap option. Sure. And he, he's kind of a scouting pick almost. Uh, he's got a lot of velocity, good off-speed stuff, uh, hasn't really pieced it all together. Really shouldn't expect him to piece it all together anytime soon. He's a work in progress. Uh, probably won't last deep into the game. It's uh, a lot of negatives kind of adding up, but he doesn't cost much. He's at AT&T Field. Uh, Giants offense is just kind of okay, and they have Hunter Pence back, so it makes them a little deeper. Uh, but you know, at still the same not time, a lineup yeah, to avoid. It's, uh, there's good potential for the cost. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think the guy who I like the most today is Liriano, just because he's up against... Uh, he's got PNC Park on his side. He's up against the Twins, who have a decent lineup, but at the same time, 
Uh, they have Ricky Nolasco pitching. The win is just so likely for Liriano. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, the Pirates lineup's been a little disappointing this year. You know, there's there's room for disappointment for today at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned I do like Hamill uh, and Shields. Uh, the problem is that they're against each other and kind of just a blind guess as to which guy will win. Yeah. Uh, definitely better picks for GPPs rather than cash games. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's tough to pick like that. They're against each other. But I like both of them. They both have potential, for sure. Um, yeah, so there's plenty of pitching options, for sure, including some better than others, some expensive ones, some cheaper ones. So, plenty to pick from. Uh, Brad, do you have anything else before we uh, get on out of here? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no daily grind today. Um, as I mentioned, other, under the weather, not as hard to talk as to actually think it right. As, yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, sat down for this. That's gonna be it for today. <laughs> cool. Well, we're gonna let you get out of here. Hopefully, go get some rest and feel better. Thanks for joining me, though. Um, yep. Might not see you again this week. Again, depending on uh, recording schedule, I'm away, uh, and will Pulse Sport takes over things, but uh, possibly have you. We'll I'll let you know. We'll figure this out yep. again. I'll the score on Thursday. Yeah, the recording schedule is a little bit up in the air the next few days, but we will definitely have an episode for you every day, no matter what. Still ironing out the details, but uh podcast will go as usual. Just some shuffling going on on this end. Brad, thanks for joining me. Brad's on Twitter at Baseball A Team and writes the Daily Grind here at Rotographs and writes plenty of other stuff elsewhere. So make sure to give him a follow and check out his work. I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS. I would also like to hear from you. Uh got any fantasy questions or also what you think of the podcast. We're still a little bit early in development and we like to get some feedback uh, you can help uh let us know what you think and what we could work on so yeah like to hear from you guys uh go ahead and post in the comments at rotographs as well and other than that that should do it for us uh we will be back with you on wednesday tomorrow other than that uh yeah good luck in your dfs stuff we'll talk to you then thank you for listening to the field of streams podcast for more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.